This is a HeadGum Podcast. Munch Madness 2024 is presented by Factor. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. Mitch, you'll have over 35 different options to choose from each week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Wow. Nick, Factor has two-minute meals. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Flexible for your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Calculating, calculating. <laughs> you are saving opposed to going out and getting food, right, Wags? That's right. We did the math. We did the math. Head to factormeals.com slash doughboys50 and use code doughboys50 to get 50% off. That's code doughboys50 at factormeals.com slash doughboys50 to get 50% off. Thank you, Factor. Thank you, Factor. While L.A.'s public transit system is much maligned in modern times, prior to the 1950s, as famously depicted in Robert Zemeckis' 1988 film Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the City of Angels had the largest trolley system in the world. But as a post-war housing boom led to suburban sprawl and increased personal ownership of the automobile, establishing a template for the car culture of Southern California and the bulk of the nation, the streetcars operated by Pacific Electric declined in ridership and eventually were dismantled altogether which some conspiracists attribute to an intentional act of sabotage by car manufacturer General Motors. As Angelinos transitioned to atomized self-transportation in privately owned automobiles, the food and beverage industry adapted in numerous ways, paving giant parking lots, offering car hop service, and implementing a key innovation attributed to restaurateur Harry Snyder, the drive through In 1948, Snyder opened a quick-service restaurant in the L.A. neighborhood of Baldwin Park, serving a simple, streamlined menu of burgers, fries, and shakes, in time supplemented by a not-so-secret menu of customized options. Later that year, Snyder installed an outdoor two-way intercom system, letting drivers place their orders without exiting their vehicles, effectively berthing the drive through which let patrons get in and out in rapid succession. The technological advance was quickly copied by other eateries across the nation, but no one could quite replicate Snyder's chain's food, including their beloved signature hamburger sandwich, the Double Double. Today, with over 350 locations in the Golden State and across the American West, California food culture is as unthinkable without Snyder's chain as the fast food industry is without his drive through This week on Doughboys, we return to In-N-Out Burger. Welcome to Doughboys, the podcast about chain restaurants. I'm Nick Weiger, along with my co-host, Julian Edelman, the Spoon Man, Mike Mitchell. <laughs> that's, that's a, that's, it's just too much of a stretch. That's too, that's, that's too much, Wags. 
That was courtesy of uh, Chris from KC. I know our guest is an NFL fan, so I figured I'd use an NFL-themed roast. Uh, he's all, Chris also wants to know, how does Mitch feel about the Patriots and the NFL at large this year? I'm a little nervous with it starting back up. I, I hope that everyone is safe. Uh, watching Hard Knocks, it seems like they're testing a lot, but I wish right. they did something like the the NBA did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It seems like the bubble is is working, which I'm... I mean, I'm glad, but I'm so, I'm also surprised that they were able to keep it that airtight with the NBA. But it, it also just feels like at the other end of the spectrum, MLB just doesn't seem to be trying anything. And I don't know what NFL is doing exactly. You said airtight. I just want to make sure you know it's not an actual bubble, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I understand. Okay, all right, good. No, it's not hermetically sealed. Roastspoonman at gmail.com if you have an insult you like me to on Mitch at the top of the show. Uh, all right, Nick. You know, there's sometimes where this is very embarrassing to do, but mm-hmm. today is a big one. Howdy ho, the Spoon Nation. Ugh, I can't <laughs> look our guest in the eyes after doing that. And here is a here's a little drop, Nick. What goes on up in that ivory tower of yours? A lot of jacking off. Voluminous wet dream. Voluminous wet dream. Voluminous wet dream. And I hope you hook us up with some swag, cause we're whores, baby. Yeah, we're yeah. Fucking, <laughs> whores. We worship the almighty dollar. All right, Nick. That. <laughs> hey, Spoonman. Here's a drop for you. Hope you like it. Kristen, a.k.a. Chris from the Dose Squad. Thank you, Chris. That was great. So you made a point of noting that you were particularly self-conscious about playing a drop in front of today's guest, and that's the one you chose. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Wags. Mitch, we have a terrific guest today. Very yes. excited to have him. When He's I say actor. we have a, when I, when, I, when I say we have a good guest in the past, I'm full of shit. Today it's a good guest. <laughs> <laughs> He's an actor whose many credits include Parks and Recreation and 911 Lone Star. He also hosts the new podcast Literally with Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe is here. Hi Rob. I can't believe you guys have my ringtone playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. When I hear that, when I hear that, I just realize I got to leap out of bed and I'm late to go to the set. That's what that drop means to me. Weiger's voice waking me up in the morning. That's that would oh, get man. me out of bed too. Yeah, I, yeah. I have a mine is when the levee breaks, which is a Led Zeppelin song oh, I like. Wow. And, and now I don't. Now I don't really like the song anymore. It's yes, like a, that's <laughs> the problem. I had the guitar solo for um, "Don't Stop Believing" for mm. a while. Oh yeah. yeah. And it was great. It shot you out of bed. But now, whenever I hear that song, I have that depressing feeling of, oh, my God, I have to get up. So I don't like the song anymore. Yeah. That's, wow. That five I, o'clock wake up. Yeah, I just like for me, music, I, I, it doesn't work for me in the morning. I just need an abrasive, like mm-hmm. a, aggressive, just alarm sound. That's the only thing that arouse me. <laughs> Yeah, I, I spend a lot of time on on like when I'm bored and I'm on my phone. I'm actually not on TikTok or whatever. I'm I'm like hoping to find new alarm sounds. That's how <laughs> how boring my life is, but I take it very seriously. <laughs> if you have any ideas about alarm sounds, people, please let me know somehow. 
particularly right. if they're e- if they're easy to access. I'm not going downloading some app to get them. No, I'm not. Like, is there like a way on my phone I can navigate something that sounds cool? Rob, you you just made a big mistake. That you, there, our insane fans will tweet a thousands of alarm uh, yes. ideas at you. I, good. Well, I, listen, I hope I hope some of your insane fans come over and check out my podcast because we're having we're having so much fun and we talk a lot about food and um, mm-hmm. stupid things, mostly stupid things. So uh, I think yeah. I think they'll feel right at home. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you had Chris Pratt on, uh, was that, and that was your first episode? Yeah, I had Pratt on as my first one. He's one of my buds. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I wanted to do a podcast cause I love at, being a guest on them. Like I, I started mm. being a guest and I come off of every podcast. I'm going, that's so fun. You can talk about whatever you want. No, you know, you don't have to plug anything. You can get weird. And, and then I started thinking about all of the people that I know and how they don't ever get a chance really to 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 share that because a lot of them haven't done podcasts. So right. I don't I don't know if, I don't know if Pratt had ever done one or if he had not many. So you know I've had some good peeps on it, Gwyneth Paltrow and Demi Moore and uh, Mike Myers and uh, you know I think this week upcoming is uh, Dana Carvey who's damn hol- wow. he, he might be the most funny person in the world. And that's saying some, cause I, I'm lucky enough to have a lot of funny friends, but um, I'm having a blast, a true blast. Wow. wow. It's pre- yeah. pretty amazing guest You got there, Rob. However, uh, Doughboys, I think has you beat. We've had Matt Kowalik and bug <laughs> main. Anybody with the name bug is welcome on my show. <laughs> oh no. Oh boy. You Don't open that can of worms. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob, before we started recording, you, you know, speaking of food, you mentioned that you were on. Uh, it's your fasting day. You take an entire wow. day of fasting. That's a what, like. What is your your nutritional schedule? Well, and by the way, it's perfect that we're doing this because it, my whole thing is built on how much fast food can I consume on my cheat days. Like that's. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah, I mean, I I do not. Life isn't worth living if I can't go to you know In and Out or. Five guys or you know mickey d's it's you know um so i i kind of got to build my regular life uh, around the ability to do that so you know i eat i eat like um you know sort of what, what you would call like the, the what they used to call in the old days the atkins way you know yes and so it's like an atkins type high uh protein low carb low sugar and then pratt uh, Chris Pratt got me started on intermittent fasting because he got so shredded. And so I've been doing that for a, 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 at least a year and a half, if not two. And wow. then recently, recently I've upped it to um, actual 24-hour fasting Wow! Every, every other day. But here's the thing. Once you're already intermittent fasting, mm-hmm. the move to 24 hours is really easy. You're only cutting out oh, one meal. Because you know, it, it sounds worse than it is. You're never going a day without eating. Yeah, You're never doing right. that. You're just like, I'll just take like, today. I'm just eating dinner. That's it. Damn. Yeah. So your schedule, cause I've done intermittent fasting before. And when I've done it, it's been like 16 hours fasting, eight hour yep. meal window. So you yep. basically, you start your 20, you, you end an eight hour window and then you just like carry that through to the next day. Pretty much. Exactly. Yeah. Got exactly. It. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty easy. And it also, um, Really, what this whole thing is 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 putting to lie the, uh, the what we were told as kids. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Turns out, <laughs> oh, yeah. not so much. 
And you know what? That pisses me off. I hate that. I hate that lie, Nick. They got to get rid of that lie in schools. Let me talk to the kids. But like, otherwise, I wouldn't have discovered Count Chocula. So yeah, (laughs) man, that was like Count Chocula. I I can't believe that. I mentioned this on the show before, but I can't believe the cereals my parents let me have as a kid because they they were very restrictive about my diet in some ways, but other ways they were just like, yeah, you can have Cookie Crisp, you can have you know peanut butter Captain Crunch. Oh um, yes! But, oh, for sure. Yeah, and and I was just like, it was just like a huge like like sugar bomb, like first thing in the morning. But I, I mean, do you have any favorite cereals outside of outside of the count? Yeah. Um, the uh, remember when when Life cereal was was good for you? Like Life was yes. the OG. Like ooh, yes. healthy. Oh wow. Like and we now know <laughs> it's not so much. But so I I still am partial to Life cereal, both regular and um, cinnamon. Mm. And I, I have been known to hammer some cinnamon life as if I were um, a pot-headed Jerry Garcia, <laughs> um, of which the, the great irony is I'm probably the only guy who's been sober for 30 years who will still want to pound life cereal at 11 o'clock at night, but so be it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, um, uh, what is it? Cocoa, Cocoa Puffs yes. oh, yeah. remains yeah. my all-time, not Cocoa Krispies. I've never no. been down. That's the difference between Pepsi and Coke to me. Wow. Like Cocoa, yeah, like Cocoa Krispies and Cocoa Puffs. You think they're the same. They're absolutely not the same. Cocoa mm-hmm. Puffs is the shit. You got uh, you got Cocoa Pebbles sliding in there. Nope, it's like a nope, Mr. Pip. Nope. Nope. I'm or, Fruity Pebbles there. I'm going Fruity, Fruity Pebbles. Oh, Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles was one of mine when I was a kid. I, I stayed away from the, the monster cereals. They kind of scared me a little bit, Wags. The... Uh, <laughs> Booberry and chocolate so your booberry. I was never a booberry. Chadlow. Frankenberry. My, my younger brother Chadlow was a booberry guy. Um, mm. Do you guys remember Quisp and Quake? Probably not. You're too young. Yes. No, I yes. remember Quisp. I remember seeing Quisp and never having Quisp. And I always thought Quisp was like more of a was not a sweet cereal. But I, what was it exactly? Um, Quisp was they were they were they were little <laughs> little flying saucers as I remember. Okay. And they were ki- really they were more like a, a count uh, a, a Captain Crunch. They were kind of a ripoff of Captain Crunch. Got it. And Ooh, okay. I never I never understood what Quake was. I wasn't I wasn't down with with Quake. Uh, I think he, I think he was a handyman, right? And I was much more into being an astronaut than a handyman. So I yeah. was into <laughs> space guy. That's much more aspirational. Was was there a space i Was there a space cereal? I know there was a space ice cream. No, there was never anything that was actually space. Feels like yeah. a big feels like a big market they missed out on. There should have been some sort do, of space ice cream. You guys do know there's a there's a um an, an ice cream chain. I don't know what the hell they are because I get it delivered. I don't know where you get it. Um, that makes um Lucky Charms ice cream. Oh yeah, I, I don't know which, which specific one that is, but I've seen those kinds of cereal mix-ins at, at various places. Cool House is one of them that's done it. Yeah, I, I used to be a total traditionalist. Like, get your cookie. Di- like, I was very anti ben, the Ben and Jerry's movement for a long wow. time. I'm a, I'm a very slow adapter to change, guys. <laughs> I, I don't I don't like change. And so when they started throwing shit in my ice cream, I was like mm-hmm. knocked down. And now, like, the more crazy shit in it, the better I like it. So, but it's only wow. taken me a decade to get there. They, they, well, Ben and Jerry, they're very Dr. Moroey. I mean, like they 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 do yeah. they mix a lot of stuff that and sometimes it doesn't sometimes you get one that just doesn't work, I think, still, where there's sure. too much going on. Yeah. We we've talked about it on the show before, but Ben and Jerry's one of the two. I always forget who it is, but either Ben or Jerry has anosmia, 
can't smell, so his sense of taste is very, very muted. So that's why all their ice creams have mix-ins, is because it was just like, oh, I want something cold with a lot of texture. Yeah. Mm. I had no... That is the most amazing piece of trivia I've ever heard. I mean... (laughs) I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's good for the brand. Hey guys, so I'm making an ice cream. It's going to taste great. I myself have no taste. <laughs> but what the hell? So cool. Uh, um, Rob, you know when I I did a cross country trip with my friend Scott Keefe, and it was a miserable experience, except for the fact we listened to your book on audio tape going cross country. Wow! Excellent, excellent. For real, and um. Uh, the whole, the whole, the, the entire section uh, where you talk about aud- auditioning for uh, God. Now all I can think of uh, the outsiders. I almost yeah. thought Rumblefish. Yeah. Yeah. Outsiders. It just is an insane thing where you and all these other kind of these A list actors are. Are you go to a, a studio lot? Correct. Yeah. To audition for Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, it was it. It was a moment where he was the biggest, most successful director of all time, like the most prestigious. Like picture Steven Spielberg today on steroids and that's who Coppola was. And, uh, and this movie was like the movie. If you were an actor from 15 to 25. Um, Mm -hmm. so everybody in the world was there and we all auditioned at the same time. Like Francis would make us watch each other, which is unheard of. And you know, you'd go in at nine o'clock in the morning and you'd come out at nine o'clock at night and you'd, he'd make you read for different roles. I'd read for, you know, Pony Boy, and then I'd read for Soda Pop, and then they'd bring in, you know, Dennis Quaid, and he would read for Pony Boy, even though he's 20 years too old, and it was just, you know, insane. There, wow. So in that movie, there there's a lot of good-looking guys. You get you got cast as the cute one, like the, the cute one in the movie. You kind the of... The hunk among hunks. You're the hunk, you're the king of the hunks. Do, does that make you feel pretty good amongst those other hunks? <laughs> Well, it, it did, but it, I also had the suspicion, and 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 I've never really confirmed it. Someday I'm going to have to ask Francis if I ever see him, because now what the fuck? Who cares? He's old. I've done my thing. What do we care? But I kind of feel like he kind of held his nose and cast me because I was so pretty. I really do. Part of me feels like he was like, he, he's like, ah, I'm not sure this fucking kid can act, but there's nobody prettier. That I do know. So yes, he's he's gonna be soda pop Curtis. And you know, and everybody else was like an amazing actor, you know, in Francis's eyes. Like he couldn't get enough of like Matt Dillon and all these like New York type actors, and then he threw sort of, you know, Malibu Rob in there, you know. <laughs> Well, you're great in the movie, and also you, you have the coolest name, Soda Pop. I mean, Thank how you. how can you beat that name? You're also no, you've you also can't. been you've been a great villain over the years. And uh, one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, Tommy Boy. Um, Thank you. You're just a, you play a real piece of shit. I guess I'll just come out and say <laughs> it. Um, yep, it's one of my favorite in my in my sort of like uh, villain comedy villain phase of my career, which sort of was uh started probably with Wayne's World and right. then into Tommy Boy and not so much in the Austin Powers movies but that it's sort of in that moment of time in my career the, the Tommy Boy villain is my favorite because he's kind of I like how down market he is cuz usually I was playing like rich dicks and yeah. I like I kind of like that that he's kind of uh, really down market he's basically a grifter you know he's like yes. a, just a hustler and I kind of like that 
he's kind of a goofball too. It's 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 great. Um, yeah. And you and you worked with Farley's one of our favorite Nick and I. Right. Uh, but also one of the guys who've who have who have over the years you just hear stories food stories about him. The other guy is Pratt. I've heard food stories about Pratt too. But did you have any experiences going out to eat with with Farley where where you saw him order some good stuff or? Far, Farley, um, it's funny. I, I do a before COVID, I would do a one man show, which is basically a it's me doing stand up basically. But I didn't have the guts to call it stand up because I thought people were like Rob love doing stand up. <laughs> so I, I I called it a one man show, and um, and in the the centerpiece of it um, is a story about Farley, and and taking him to dinner, um, sort of the first week of Tommy Boy. And so I take Farley and, and Spade and a couple other people from the crew to a, this, this really cool local steakhouse. Whenever I'm on location, I like to find local places that you're not going to get anywhere else. Like I, I can go to, you know, Morton's Steakhouse anywhere. They're great. Right. And, and that's yeah. all good. But I love to find the local. So we went to a place called Barbarians, which is a promising sounding title for a steakhouse. <laughs> uh, and um, Farley ordered two bone in, two bone in. Steaks, uh, porterhouses, and oh, porterhouses. Wow. Yeah, and proceeded to eat every one of them, both of them fully. And on each bite, every single bite, he put a cube of butter. <laughs> <laughs> and, that is awesome! Wow. And I would look. I was looking at it so dumbfounded that I really didn't know what to say. And finally, I was like, Chris, that is so gross. What are you doing? And he went, it needs a hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too good. Wow. Yeah. Man, what, I mean, you know, a, a legend. I mean. You, you can't make that up. No one's making that story up. Right. No, that's too good. I, so wow. if, you're ever, if you're ever out there having a steak and you're bored, give it a hat. Yeah. Give that bite of steak a hat. See how you like it. I might add hats to my steak as well. That sounds great. Hats? Yeah. It's such a great – hey, pass me those hats. It's such a great thing for a, for a bowl of, 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 a, for a, of like, like iced, iced cubes of butter. You got the hats over there, man? <laughs> that is a funny thing of like not melted, just still pretty, pretty, pretty hard. I, and and, oh, I, and I, that's the thing. That's the thing that was so insane. They were not melted in any capacity. They oh, were wow. They were the they were no no. They were the kind that that um that have, uh, you have to peel the top off of them. Right. Those Damn, kinds. That. Oh, like so like individual. He was taking an individual one of those for yes. each bite of steak. That's yes. insane. Wow. That's awesome. Yes. I was that picturing rules. like the Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, like where they have like a pat of butter sizzling on your on your steak. But no, no. wow, no, it was, like, it was like it was it would have been like icing, <laughs> <laughs> which also sounds kind of good. Um, I know. And 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 so Pratt, I know that Pratt would he would take after take. I was I was on Parks and Rec. I appeared a few times. My name is Bjorn Bjorn Lurpus. You may of I don't course. know. We, Lurp, we did, we did. Wait, wait, wait. Are there other family? Are, were there other Lurpus? Fam- there's, yes. a, there's, a, there's a Lurpus family in Pawnee. We're, we're all kind of, I guess, fucked up, uh, you could say. Uh, yes. And yes. We, we were, I think we rode in the same van. So we, you may not have met me. You may, you may have s- catched, you may have smelled me at one point. I smelled you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They put me in the back of the van for that reason. But um, I had heard that Pratt, he, you know, like just take after take. 
he would like you you know like as an actor you're supposed to spit out food or pretend you're eating but oh, he like he eats it all he he well the king of that actually was danny glover danny wow. Dan, yeah danny glover who by the way is he's he's much older than you think he is and he's in great shape i mean he's a, like an adonis wow and so you would never suspect that danny glover will eat anything that isn't nailed down on a set <laughs> including like it's a kind like we did this big dinner sequence and for, for you know Actors know this, but people watching don't really know. There's nothing worse than doing a dinner sequence. They take forever. Um, you're there for eight hours at a minimum. And, you know, picture what your food looks like after eight hours on your plate. Mm. And you begin to get an idea of what the food's like. Danny came in the second day and was eating the food. Wow. <laughs> and then was like, he was like, oh, with his amazing voice, um, uh, uh, there's uh, some cool dogs. There's some cool dogs. Over at the, uh, the craft service, I, going to, going um, I had I had Keegan Michael Key on my podcast, one of my favorite episodes I've done, and and he he and I were sharing stories of Danny Glover and how how much he likes to eat on the set. But Pratt was up there, but he he, he can't hold a candle to to Danny. Wow, wow. Danny Glover, the king. Yep. I'm surprised. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's you 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 get to see interesting things with actors and how they eat on sets. Um. I remember my first, my ver- one of my very first jobs as a professional actor, I was probably, f- I was 14. Wow. And I got a job in a Carl's Jr. commercial. Wow. Wow. And, and I was so excited to be able to eat hamburgers for free. That was how naive I was. <laughs> and, and my entire, it was me and Regis Philbin. Wow. And, yeah. yeah. Awesome. And my enti- and my entire thing was I would eat the burger, take a huge bite, look into the camera and say, I've got taste. That was the the at Carl's Jr., you've got taste. That's what the mm. the, the, the at phrase was. And at, of course, after the first hour of eating hamburgers, I w- it was so grossed out. And they give you a spit bucket. So you take a bite and then you spit it out, which I thought was so disgusting. But that yeah. was my uh, that was the first time my illusions were shattered by show business, but it wasn't the last. <laughs> Fifteen uh, years later, it would quickly morph into like women on trampoline. It was pretty. It was a pretty quick right. metamorphosis because that seems pretty yeah. wholesome. They completely changed their 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 marketing. They, you just know that ad agency. I wouldn't be in the meeting with that that new ad agency <laughs> where they pay the Rob Lowe Regis Philbin commercial and go. This is why you guys are struggling. Here's here's what we think you what, should that's, do. That's a wholesome. Was Regis Regis in it, or was or was he was he was he playing like your father, or what what, what was his role in it? Do you remember? Re, at that point, Regis was a semi nationally known, okay, local newscaster. He was still uh, in L.A. Okay. I think he was like the the morning show of L.A. Like he was a, a big time L.A. celebrity, big time and kind of known nationally here and there, but he wasn't yeah. Regis that we all know and love yet. Got it. Oh wow. By the way, Danny Glover pulling a real Nick Weiger move, or order uh, ordering up corn dogs on set. Hey man, I'll will t- take down a corn dog. I'll take down an army of corn dogs. I'm not not a corn dog guy. Never never got into it. Don't get Rob, it. There's certain foods that I don't get at all. Well, yeah. that's one of them. As it turns out, Rob, I'm 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 with you. I give me give me the hot dog and a bun. I don't need it. And I don't need all this corn around it, Nick. This this fried corn. 
I, I think there's there's a lot of variance in corn dogs. You can definitely get the floor is pretty low. You can get some pretty bad corn dogs, but if you get one that's nice and crispy on the outside and has a good piece of meat inside, I mean, it's it's delightful. Uh, but I, I wanted to ask you, Rob. <laughs> You're full. You seem incredulous. I, I wanted to ask you, Rob. Uh, speaking of fast food commercials, you played the KFC Colonel. I mean, to me, as an actor, there are certain icon Hamlet. Yes. comes to mind. <laughs> um, you know, if you get to play, I, you know, I don't, I don't know, but I think there's Hamlet on one end of the spectrum and the KFC Colonel on the other. And I haven't played Hamlet yet, but I'm on my way. But the, and they call, it's funny. They called me like on a Thursday. I'm like, now this is going to be a weird request, but have you seen <laughs> Norm Macdonald who I'm a huge Norm Macdonald fan. One Have you funniest. seen Norm Macdonald as the KFC uh, Colonel? I go, yeah, he's hilarious. He goes, well, they're going to do a new version of it. And the person that was going to do it walked off the set. And wow. you can do it on Monday. And so I knew I had him over a barrel, a barrel of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I named a crazy price. And they said, yes. Oh, oh, the other thing was, though, I said, well, tell me about the commercial. What is it going to be? And they go, you're going to be playing a presidential version of the colonel wow. who's announcing a new space program. And they're actually going to send a Zinger chicken sandwich into space. And I was like, wait, I'm sending a sandwich to space? I'm in. I, I might do that for free. We, we actually sent a Zinger chicken sandwich into space. Wow. You know, I never, I never had dreams about being an astronaut like you did as a kid, but now I actually do have dreams about being an astronaut. <laughs> I want to get I mean, up there and get that zinger chicken sandwich, bring it home. It's up there, and it's and it's perfectly frozen. Danny Glover yeah. could eat it many years from now. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever what? have the zinger? Yeah, I'll tell you what I did have, and it's perfectly fine. But I'll tell you what I had that w- that was up to the hype. Remember when people were killing people over that chicken sandwich? At yes. Popeyes? Yeah. Yes. People are like killing each other over it. Yeah, crazy. I, I might mass murder for it. I might. <laughs> it, it was it was so good. Yeah. We loved it. We it's we, great. we we really, really, really liked it. It was great. It was great. And now and now it seems I mean, I was thinking about this the I was thinking this same exact thing the other day. Now that it's calmed down, that's like to think to be the person who killed someone over it, it's like now it's pretty readily available. You didn't, right. you didn't have to go nuts over yeah, it. It could have waited is, a few months. It, it, it could have waited a few months. It's great, and it, and you know what? I got to take advantage of Popeyes because I don't go there often. But no. that is that's up there. We we love Rob. We love the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's. We're big fans of the spicy chicken sandwich on this. Pod. Oh, see, okay, okay, now, but see now you're into a whole thing that I'm very passionate about. Okay, let's hear it. I do not go to Wendy's for a chicken sandwich. It's not going to happen. I do not go to McDonald's for a burrito or a salad. It is not going to happen. There's wow. certain things like you, for me, I've got to stay somewhat on brand. Rob, <laughs> you and I, I thought we were best we're buds. Throw and, down? Yeah, now, <laughs> my blood is boiling. I'll be fine. I'll be, I'll, yeah, I'll so be, tell me, it, Describe to me such sandwich you speak of, sir. <laughs> the the spicy chicken sandwich at Wendy's. Look, I had it when I was a kid first, uh, and I and I and I love it. But for me, it's just 
the thickness of the patty is kind of just the perfect. It's juicy, but it's not too thin, but it's not too thick. You're right. not getting like kind of like this bad quality chicken sandwich that you get get at other restaurants. And then it's really simple after that. Lettuce, tomato, and mayo. And the mayo is great. It's just the just the perfect amount. But just the spiciness of it, the spice level, Nick, I think you agree with me. Yes. It's not too I mean, hot. Then I'm in because I'm all about spicy chicken. I will, I, I'm will. i going to try this. It's just hard. I just, I've just i always liked their burgers. I remember growing up in mm-hmm. Ohio when Wendy's came on the scene. Yes. The and, home, the, Ohio is the hometown, correct? Home state. Home state. Well, Sorry, Wyatt. My, my, uh, my grandfather, who actually did have a great business mind, you know, we all do have certain whiffs. My grandfather ran a... Uh, he ran a um, a diner for 50 years in Sydney, Ohio, called The Spot. And it's it's hamburgers, milkshakes, pies, wow. tri-tip, breaded chicken, salad. It's insane. It's still there. It's a historical, literally a historical uh, monument in Sydney. So I grew up around that. I would come up on the weekends, and I'd, I'd have as many pies as I want. I would try the milkshakes. I still have dreams about it today. Wow. How gr- wow. great it was. So my, my grandpa knew Dave Thomas. Because they were all in that state of we're selling hamburgers in Ohio thing, and asked my dad to my grandpa to invest in Wendy's, but my grandpa was like, mm, "I don't know if I can do it because I'm investing in Phyllis Diller's Chili franchise." <laughs> no, <laughs> wow. Because I know I don't know about you, but when I think of Phyllis Diller, I want chili. And by the way. <laughs> Ninety percent of this people listening to this podcast don't know who Phyllis Diller even is or was. Mm-hmm. But so, so I, I missed out on um, my family missed out on the Wendy's thing, big time. Wow, I mean Wendy's is really great. And by the way, the dream you described—if Nick and I had that dream—it would be considered a, a wet dream for Nick and I. <laughs> it would be like the drop, the drop you played would, for me. It would be a hundred percent like that drop. I, Man, I, just, so I have I have dreams of of because what I would do it. I would walk into a um, full length walk-in refrigerator and all of the walls were lined with individual slices of various pies you got to tell us what's your what's your favorite pie what is your what's your number one pie that's hard well there it was what they uh, they were known for a thing called the old-fashioned cream pie that was their their thing they're known still are so i love that but no one you're not going to get that anywhere else um, I'm a big fan of chocolate custard pies. Ooh, love it. Um, the the Apple Pan in LA makes a great one. Oh yeah, we're big we're big Apple Pan fans here. I, I'm huge, huge Apple Pan guy. Huge. I don't like. I do not like their regular sauce relish. I wish they'd stop it. I told Ooh. them to not do it. When I go in there, I just have them put mayo on. I don't like their special sauce. Um, but other than that, I'm a big Apple Pan guy. Um, a uh, banana cream pie, always great. A good pecan pie, always great. Cherry pie, always. I mean, I like any kind of pie because of of how I grew up. Um, I'm trying mm-hmm. to think if there's any that I don't like, and the answer is there isn't. <laughs> there isn't. There isn't. Rhubarb. I mean, like, rhubarb. rhubarb. Yeah, like, rhubarb. Mm. But if you got if you got stra- if it's strawberry and rhubarb, does that pass the test or that get, that gets it up there? But yeah. not as good as strawberry pie, which yes. we also had, which is we. I've never really seen much strawberry pie because you know what it is. It's like I like the really unhealthy part, like the strawberries. I could they, I could do without them, but the sort of gelatinous, <laughs> yeah, oh, like yeah. that looks like strawberry. Yeah, it's like I love that stuff, man. But you know what yep. else I love? 
You ready for this? I love it. Hostess fruit pies. Wow. Wow. Like if I go into a gas station, and by the way, it's better if they're at gas stations. I like, <laughs> like if it smells like somebody's changing the oil inside and I can buy <laughs> a hostess fruit pie that might even actually have some dust on the wrapper. <laughs> um, I, I'll do that. I really will. I'll do that. By the way, I'm a spokesman for Atkins. I'm probably losing my sponsorship right now. They're like, this is over. But this is this is my id coming out. This is like mm. the version of me if I didn't take care of myself, if I didn't eat Atkins, if I didn't intermittent fast, if I didn't take care of myself, I would just be this fruit pie eaten, McDonald's That's, going, Ohio yeah. kid. That's when you when you're saying when like fruit pie, I was thinking back and I was like like sixth grade, yes. you know, borderline obese to probably obese. Who am I kidding? And just eating those and eating those fruit pies in the morning. And they, in the morning. In the morning, Nick. I know. I know. In wow. the morning. Because you, if I went to school and I didn't have anything to eat, I would grab something like that that felt like fruity, which look, yeah. I know I know it was wrong, but that's what I would do. So did were you, did you ever have the chocolate ones? I have had the chocolate ones, yes, but yes. not that was not. A, I would stay away from those in the morning. Um, I'm, oh, I love yeah. the chocolate. Not ones. a complete animal. I love the chocolate. I actually like the. You mentioned the fruit pies, but actually the chocolate and the vanilla ones. I and, and I'm a big vanilla advocate. Vanilla is a flavor. Nick, I, I Nick like, has this thing about vanilla. It's fine. It's just funny that you choose vanilla as your thing. I'll get vanilla's it. Vanilla is good. I one hundred percent get it. Oh, I, I think <laughs> vanilla ice cream with with maybe some little tiny cubed out uh, strawberries or just vanilla ice cream alone. I'll go for it. Here's mm. the real thing is the old school Ohio vanilla ice cream with Hershey's syrup on it. Done. Mm-hmm. Thank oh, you. Yeah. I, that used yep. to be like, that was such a, a and, and I'm from Southern California. I'm a lifelong SoCal surfer dude, but we had a, a that was my Jesus. go-to dessert as, for most of my you, childhood. You can't, was, would be, you can't lie to Rob Lowe that you're a SoCal <laughs> surfer dude. He sees right through you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but well, I would have like a, a like a vanilla ice cream with Hershey's syrup. Yeah, I would have that all the time, and I don't have it in adulthood. I, it's just a thing I have a memory mm. of. Well, I'm not sure if the Hershey syrup tastes as good in the plastic squeeze sanitary thing as it did when you had to use a can opener. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. Remember, remember the can yeah. opener. Oh yeah, yep. My grandma. I that's mean, that's she had she had the she had Hershey's in a can. That was that's the way she did it. Yeah, Hershey's in a can with with a you just get that little that first little taste of rust. Oh yes, <laughs> there is something to that where I do think we've talked about it before. Just ranking the ways that we like to drink Coca Cola, uh, and and look, I'd rather have a Coca Cola in a can than I'd rather have it in the one of the plastic bottles. But yes. then almost everybody likes the glass bottles the most. Yeah, and, the glass bottles are they're not even they're not even close. I I won't. I, I really like when I'm trying to cut sugar, which is all the time. The first place I cut is sodas because they're just yeah. the devil. But mm-hmm. um, when I'm going to treat myself, I, I won't do it unless it's in um, a bottle or at a bare minimum, a can. I like it. Yeah, I I, my, I think when when it comes to Coke for me, it, a good fountain Coke is kind of my oh, favorite. Oh, Wait, I got I need to take us on a detour because you said the yes, word fountain. Are you familiar with an egg cream? Yes. I am, and I've never had one. 
Wait, okay, Nick. We 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 went to we went to Cantor's. Did you not try it when we went to Cantor's? I mm. got one at Cantor's. Oh, did I? Ha- I might have had a. I, I might for- have had a drag I, I think, of your, some of your I, egg cream. I think yes. I think you had a drag of my egg cream. <laughs> you freak. I love a good egg cream, and they're they're mm. almost extinct. In fact, there was a place in New York called the Gem Spa in Manhattan. It just closed. It made headlines. Um, they sold magazines. Every magazine you could possibly imagine they sold, which was great. And, and those, obviously as magazines died, so did the Gem Spa. But for whatever reason, they had a fountain behind the counter and they would make you an egg cream. That's, they didn't sell anything else wow. except that. And it was the most delicious. And you could have vanilla egg creams, which by the way, I didn't love so much. Mm. But the chocolate egg creams, that for people who haven't had them are insane. And and I've tried to describe them to people because the, the name egg cream sounds like it might be kind of gross. And, but it's, it's like a fizzy, a, a fizzy thin consistency milkshake basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they're so good. I do. I do think that naming on it, it, it keeps people away. Egg cream. Right. I think it, and look, People like eggs and they like creams. Just together, it sounds weird, and I think it pushes people away from them. But they're they're fin- fantastic. They they remind me of they're not the same thing. But we used to uh, I used to get a mocha ice cream float back in Boston, which is like kind of like soda water and then also a scoop yeah. of ice cream, and it kind of had the same consistency. But they're I'm they're a bit, delicious. I'm a, floats are also underrated. You don't hear yeah. many people talking about floats. They don't happen as much it, anymore. No, and, and I'm a big Coke float guy. I know people like root beer floats. Mm. Oh, and here's the other thing I've gotten into. So my my son and I both, neither one of us drink, and we play a lot of golf. So at the turn, at the ninth hole, we go in and we get a Shirley Temple. And Shirley Temples are very underrated, and it's hilarious Or as a grown man. I really enjoy saddling up to the bar with a bunch of dudes and going, um, Shirley Temple, please. It's... It's so satisfying, and they're so good. I now you're speaking our language because I love raspberry lime rickies. One of my yeah. favorite, favorite drinks of all time. I love a raspberry lime ricky, and Shirley Temple is fantastic. I love I love Shirley Temples. I don't get them as much anymore. You can do like an alcohol like like for me if I'm at the bar, I'd sometimes order an alcohol version just because of what you're yeah. saying of like. Of but I I want that original sweet non-alcohol version it's the best and and a rob roy roy rogers oh, yeah. it's roy Rod. is it a roy Rod? it's a roy rogers yeah um, that that's also actually i like if i'm honest i like that taste better but the, it doesn't have the visual because it's just dark it looks like a cherry coke which right. it basically is but the shirley when done right it's got those layers of clear and red and uh, it's so good now, Rob, you mentioned your son. You 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 do a show called the the low the the low files. Yeah, sure. And so Nick knows this. I am a I'm afraid of ghosts. I'm a believer in ghosts. Um, Nick makes fun of me for it. He he yeah. he he he, he kind of tortures me over the fact. I mean, it's a sad story for me. He tortures the fa- tortures me over the fact that I'm afraid of ghosts, even though I've had experiences, Nick, which I've told you. Look, I understand. I, in theory, uh, ghosts are very scary, but I just don't think they exist. I believe in ghosts, and I believe in the it's devil. Possible. The scariest, the devil, the scariest thing of all. Yeah. But uh, did you did you experience anything crazy during the the oh, low yeah. files? 
Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. The very the, the thing about the low files, which I think exists now only on sort of iTunes, I think, and and you can YouTube it. Um, we did one season of it, and it was the most fun I ever had. It was kind of like Anthony Bourdain, Parts Unknown. If if you put that into a blender with Scooby Doo, <laughs> um, and the very first episode we did was at a, at a um, haunted closed down boys reformatory wow and we would hear and we would hear the little kids laughing and haunted haunted by haunted by nick weiger by the way all right (laughs) it was it was at one point we there was a a stuff was we we, there was this big sort of deflated heavy ball that moved on its own wow Uh, we had light lights lights coming off and on um so yeah we've seen some we had some really weird, and then they have these weird, and I don't know if they're they're full of shit or not, but they're there are these devices that are meant to, you know, you can talk to the ghost of them. And I would say things like, "If you're here, turn it on now," or whatever. And I'm like, beep. And I'm like, ah. So I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> when 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 you were in those situations, were you legitimately like? terrified or were you kind of like i want to see like i want to see something because i think i would be scared i would like if there was a blanket i'd hide under the blanket i i i was the perfect mix of scared and want to see it i had one moment in the show where i was absolutely terrified where we were in um in arkansas in uh the mountains of arkansas uh uh Oklahoma border looking for what they call there the wood ape, which is wow. basically their version of Bigfoot. And we had been hearing rustling and uh, things moving around in the woods. And, and I've been hearing like, like, like gorilla chest pounding stuff. Wow. And, um, and then my son, Matthew had the thermal binoculars and could see something hiding behind a tree and moving back and forth. Because, you know, the, the Native That's... Americans called them tree watchers. So this is all going on. And then we see lights coming through the woods. And we're, we're 250 miles from any civilization. And these guys are with us are trying to tell me that the lights are the eye shine, like a dog at night, of the wood ape. <sighs> and, <laughs> and, we were all, and we were all armed. And they were like, locked and loaded. And I was like, ah! And I hit the ground. I was lying on the ground so scared. <laughs> And turns out the lights were a bunch of, there's a thing, there are a bunch of people driving through the woods. There's a thing where people take unrouted roads off of maps. It's a whole thing. I forget what it's called. And they go off-roading, exploring across the country. And that's what these people were doing. And they were lost in the middle of nowhere. But I, I thought we were, I thought the wood ape was coming for sure. Wow. D- did you Wait, think was that it, this mission was to, was to like, take out the wood ape <laughs> their philosophy is in this in this day and age anybody can fake any picture or mm. video so the only way to protect it unfortunately would be to kill it oh my that's, god wow. that's there because there's not just one of them is the theory right. there's multiples of them so that's that's the theory that's their theory now rob do you did you think that it would take to all the way to today to meet me, the wood ape, finally. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back with more Doughboys. Mitch, my friend, you ever walk in a store and have no idea what wine to get? Yeah, every time. Me too. And I love wine. That's why I love our next sponsor, 
Naked Wines. Wow. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines however often you'd like for a fraction of the price you'd normally pay in stores. Wow. How do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-your-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would pay in-store. By cutting out the traditional retail middlemen costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. As a result, you'll get exclusive access to hundreds of top-quality award-winning wines at huge savings, making Naked Wines perfect for any type of wine drinker. Hey, you know what I love about Naked Wines? What's that, Wags? They have a lot of my favorite varietals. In fact, my favorite wine Naked Wine sent me was the Cabernet Sauvignon. The wine is so good, and it's such a good deal. Wow, Wags. You know, it's not a, a huge wine, wine drinker. They sent me a few different wines, and it was fun for me to taste different types of wines and types. And you know what? It's helping me to learn. You might all of a sudden be like, hey, I like a Chenin Blanc. I didn't know I was going to like that. Wags, I'm learning. That's that's huge for you. Naked Wines has been around for over 10 years and funds over 90 independent winemakers. With no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. Wow. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker. So we're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash doughboys and click enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in doughboys for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. That's nakedwines.com slash doughboys and use the code and password doughboys and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash doughboys, code and password doughboys for $100 off your first six bottles. Easy peasy. Today's episode is sponsored by Lucy. Lucy is made for your nicotine routine and delivered straight to your door. It's 100% pure nicotine and always tobacco-free. Plus, Lucy has options. Choose your form. Pouches, breakers, or gum. Then choose your strength. 2 milligrams, 12 milligrams. Then choose your flavor. Mint, apple, ice, espresso, mango, and more. Save yourself from the weekly gas station stop and sign up for a monthly subscription to save 15% off. There's no commitment. You can cancel anytime. Lucy breakers are what sets Lucy apart. Breakers are nicotine pouches, but with a tiny capsule inside. The capsule contains liquid flavor that saturates the pouch before it's even in use. Pop the breaker in your mouth, break it with your teeth, get it situated, and boom! Instant nicotine release when you need it. Now, Mitch, you and I are often texting with our good friend Raimondi. Mm -hmm. Raimondi was telling us that he has a favorite Lucy flavor. It is mango. That's right. He's crazy for mango. He's crazy for mango. You know what? If you ask him who his favorite SNL character was and his favorite Lucy flavor, it's the same answer. And hey, one fan says, the berry citrus is juicy as heck. So much flavor being tossed around. It's like an orgasm in my mouth. Thank you, Lucy. You so juicy. Damn. Let's level up your nicotine routine with Lucy. Go to lucy.co slash doughboys and use promo code doughboys to get 20% off your first order. Lucy offers free shipping and has a 30-day refund policy if you change your mind. That's lucy.co and use code doughboys to get 20% off and always free shipping. And here comes the fine print. Lucy products are only for adults of legal age and every order is age verified. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Mitch, the Helix lineup offers 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and even a mattress made just for kids. Wow. 
Everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and field preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pre pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions. Plus, enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night, Wags. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? Take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes and your personalized mattresses ship straight to your door free of charge. Wags, I took the Helix Sleep Quiz. Wow. Did you know that? I did know that. And I was matched with a Moonlight Lux mattress because I wanted something that felt nice and soft. Like I was sleeping on a little cloud because I think I'm kind of an angel. Hmm. Nice and soft. Like Mitch was sleeping on another Mitch. Yes, Wags. No, that's, I meant in a lovable and loving way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like I was sleeping on top of me. <laughs> it was comfortable, Wags. That's, it felt like I was sleeping on a cloud. How about that? Me, little cherubic Mitch sleeping on a cloud. I love it, and you know who else loves it? I'm guessing Wally and Irma. Yeah, Wally, Irma, and my mom and sister when they visit town, they sleep in the bed. I take the couch. They love it. Wow. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100 night trial and a 10 to 15 year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It's the perfect combination of comfort and support. Not only is the mattress the best we have ever slept on, but the setup was fast and easy. Helix mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door for free. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty, depending on the model. That's right, Wags. Helix is now offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash doughboys and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Go to helixsleep.com slash doughboys and use code HELIXPARTNER20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Welcome back to Doughboys. We are here with Rob Lowe, this week's chain In-N-Out Burger. And I want to talk In-N-Out with you, Rob, but before we, uh, we get into that, you had some other burgers you brought up earlier on the show and then another yep. burger chain that that was mentioned before we were recording, but let's start with with In and Out and the the other ones you mentioned, Five Guys and McDonald's. Uh, yes. Is that kind of your trinity of your holy trinity, your triforce of of burger chains? It is, and and I live up I live in California, and there's a new place called Mesa Burger that yes. just opened, and I got to tell you, Mesa Burger is 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 up there it's it's pretty it's pretty good but i you know in the sort of hierarchy of burgers look i'm a midwestern guy i kind of i don't want them to get too fancy right yeah, right and and mesa burger for me is the perfect like that's as fancy as i want it i don't want it any more fancy it's great because i also love the down and dirty mickey d's i, yeah. I mean i'm i'm a huge proponent of, in fact i have a McDonald's gold card. And wow. I'm wow. told that the only person other than me who was ever given one was Bill Gates. Wow. Bill <laughs> Gates is a McDonald's guy. That is I don't think he is any, my guess is he's not anymore, but I also remember reading an early article about Bruce Springsteen when he was on the road and, and, and a Jersey guy. And, and the only place he would go was McDonald's. So I follow my heroes, Bill Gates, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> I'm a I'm a quarter pounder with cheese guy, large wow. fry, Coke, and then I've rediscovered 
um, the fish fillet. We, I don't think it's fish. I'm not under any illusions. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but I think a little fish fillet on the side is pretty, pretty genius. And then, yep. and see, you can, I, you can see, I can, I can, um, I can go a long time on this stuff. Uh, um, uh, uh, in and out. Yeah. Yes. Um, the mustard fry. Yes. Yeah. The, I'm a big mustard fry. And because in all seriousness, you'd never know it from how I've been speaking on this podcast. I actually do eat really well. And so when I cheat at in and out I get it protein style. So you get the lettuce wrap, protein style, mustard fry, double double with cheese, raw mm-hmm. onion. That's wow. my jam. That's my jam. That's a good order right there. Yeah. So these are kind of the uh, some of the secret menu modifications, which people are, I, I think even if you've never been in and out, you're aware of the existence of the secret menu. Hey, Nick. Yes. Can I, can I just quickly say, hey, Rob, um, you might as well just start boarding up your windows and doors now after mentioning to our listeners that you have a McDonald's gold card. They're going <laughs> to yes. They're gonna attack it's your right. house like Night of the Living yeah. Dead. You're, you're going to be yeah. hunted like the wood ape. Yes, um, exactly. So... But the the quarter pounder with cheese. Do you ever mess with that double quarter pounder with cheese? Yeah, I do. I've had it. It's really good. Um, in, in, in McDonald's, yeah. Yes, McDonald's, yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. But there's something about the traditional. I like it. I can't decide. I'm in, I'm a little ambivalent mm-hmm. about it, um, and I don't know why. We we did a McDonald's tournament earlier this year, and uh, it was that was like a tough decision trying to figure. I think we ended yeah. up leaning double quarter pounder with cheese just because of the proportions. But yes, I, the the traditionalist in you is like ah the 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 quarter pounder that's the original. Nick, a yes. lot of the Quincy a lot of the Quincy guys were saying that they like just the single quarter pounder. I, it yeah. I got a bigger question, Rob. Thoughts about the Big Mac? Are you a Big Mac fan? How do you how do you feel about it? I started as a Big Mac fan, and then I read when I was probably 15 or 16 that Bruce Springsteen's favorite thing was the Quarter Pounder, which I'd never tried. Wow. And and I moved to the Quarter Pounder and never really looked back. I love the Big Mac, but mm-hmm. it's, let's face it, it's McDonald's, yeah. not the most healthy, and they're shoving at you another layer of dough. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The so, dough is- so but but yes i do love it when i was a kid that was that was my jam i've fooled myself into thinking that the quarter pounder is so much healthier <laughs> <laughs> well you can't argue with the boss who's going to argue with the boss if it's it, not he me. likes the quarter pounder yeah it doesn't make any sense now do you so if you go protein style in and out burger so if you're not familiar with in and out that means you're you're getting lettuce wrapped instead of a bun do you do that at all with the uh, with your other chains with your five guys or your mcdonald's or are you still you're still eating the carbs no, no, because I first of all, I'm, I'm not sure that they do it or offer it. I, I don't think McDonald's does. And also, again, there's something about McDonald's. It's, it's McDonald's. You've committed. You're there. Yes. Yeah. This is not a place you attempt to be. Like, I'm not doing their salads. Not happening. They they should stop. It's not. I'm not going to McDonald's. I want to. I my fantasy, guys, honestly, and I and I have a friend who owns like ten McDonald's restaurants in my wow. area and whose father invented Ronald McDonald. Wow. Wow. And whose father invented the egg McMuffin. Oh, wow. Wait, wow. I, you said invented Ronald McDonald. He's not real. He, it was his, it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I always talk to him about, I would love to, to, I would love to be on the board of McDonald's because I'd be like, we're stopping with this, this damn salad crap. And we're doubling down on what we are. We're Mick fucking Donald's. Mm-hmm. And 
we are going to be McDonald's. Um, yeah. So I so no, I don't do lettuce healthy stuff there. Um, uh, you know, not not I I and and it, and it um the other thing is I don't do French fries everywhere because that's an, another mm. way you can kind of try to be healthier. McDonald's always French fries in and out. I'm. I, I mean, I'm a little ambivalent about those fries. Here's what I don't like there is why when you get it to go, mm. do they cover everything with 5,000 napkins? Yes. 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 So when you're trying to get to your food, A, you can't. Yeah. And B, it's created like an infection layer mm-hmm. where all that insane heat, because the good news is it's all really fresh. Mm-hmm. But because it's so hot, you've covered it and now everything's soggy. It way sogs too it quickly. up. I don't yeah. get it putting a wet sock in there nick it doesn't make any sense Nick, has, this is nick's favorite fast food restaurant so he yes. has to answer for a lot of this stuff i'm a huge in and out fan i completely understand ambivalence towards their fries I, I even will i even get someone saying they dislike their fries the the fries are their own thing and i yes. don't think they're the reason to go to in and out burger i like them because i grew up with them and that i have a nostalgic connection to them but i understand their deficiencies yeah and 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 part of it is they they serve you the fries in like an open basket and that yeah. it, it's not like a like a sleeve like a lot of other chains or or an enclosed container so then yeah they're laying those napkins on top of them and they just get damp and, and greasy um but i so I, I, but I want to ask. So you 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 don't you normally get fries. Do you ever go with these sweet treats there? You ever get yourself a shake? Um, I do, and I like their shakes actually a lot. Um, and I, I like them a lot, and and I tr- I try again. I'm trying because like I am. I've literally been eating this sort of Atkins way now for for years and years, and it it started when I probably in my mid 30s when I had that moment where I like, oh I see where this could go if I don't get my shit together. Yeah. So I, I try to like, here's the Mitch, thing. You and I should have that moment pretty soon. <laughs> yeah. Probably five years ago. Yeah. I don't, I, I, when I have discipline, I use it because when I don't have it, I don't have it. And I lean into it. So there are times when I pull up to in and out where I'm not feeling the discipline and it's like, I'm having the burger, I'm having the shake and I'm having the fries. There are other times where I'm like, you know what? I think I can get away with just having water. And protein style and no fries. I think I can yeah. do it and be and be happy and have and I got to go to an internet to in and out. I was I when I, when when I was when I was eating keto when I when I when I when I wasn't eating any carbs, In and Out Burger was by far like the best treat. And and, and this goes to yes. saying like with McDonald's, Nick, it's like that sort of thing of if you go no bun at McDonald's, the quality of the patty you need you need all yes. the fixings. You need the right. fixings with McDonald's. That in and yes. out patty in a red and in a lettuce wrap is just it's great. Fantastic. It's amazing. It's great. Yep. Do you guys and, ever go all the way and do the the flying Dutchman, which is just meat and cheese? Wow. Wait, wait, what is this? Wait, what? What is a flying Dutchman? <laughs> this is one of their secret menu items. It's it's like the step beyond protein style, where wow. there's no oh, lettuce yeah. wrap, there's no veggies at all, there's no spread even. It's just meat and cheese in uh in one of their their cartons. Wow, and it um, is very like it. It's very heavy. It's a lot, but if you really, really want absolutely zero carbs, it's one option at In and Out. Wow, I'm I'm going tomorrow to do that. Tomorrow, <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I'm doing a, I'm doing a Flying Dutchman at the In and Out in Goleta, California. Wow, tomorrow before my <laughs> round of golf. It's it's I love on. It. I love it. 
I tell I you, went, you probably shouldn't announce that to our audience, but this podcast isn't live, so <laughs> yeah, it's not live. You're you're safe. <laughs> no one's going to try to do a meet and greet. <laughs> meet spelled M E A T. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> yes. <God. laughs> yeah. Um, Mitch, uh, what did you get in your most recent uh, In and Out trip? Because I know you got a lot of food. Yeah, I went last night, uh, and I got. Look, I, I've 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 said this, Rob. I've said this to Wiger before. That my th- I I like in in and out a lot, but when you get the the wet lettuce inside the burger and the tomato, like it can just be kind of like a wet, soggy burger. So last night I went trying to figure this out, and uh and I went a little overboard. I got myself a three by three animal style, uh, and I added onions, which is Armin style. Our friend our our friend Armin goes animal style, and then he adds raw onions as well. So mm. I want a three by three animal style added raw onions, and then I also got a double double animal style minus lettuce and minus tomato. So I had wow. five burger patties here altogether. Wow, um, which was a lot. It was a lot. And, did, did you um, order? But did you order a hat for anything? I did. <laughs> I did not put a hat. I did not put a hat on any of these, though. I do okay. want to try that at some point. Yeah. I also my my order goes on. Don't think less of me, Rob. I got yeah, a fry. I got a fry. Well done. But then I also got an animal fry, so I got two orders yeah. of fries. Um, look, this is for the podcast. This is important. I got a large You're doing research. I'm doing research. <laughs> I got a, a large pink lemonade, and then for the first time for myself, Nick, I think that I've ever ordered it here. I got myself a regular vanilla shake, half chocolate shake. I want half wow. and half. I want chocolate and vanilla, and I'll get to that in a moment. I also got some ketchup packets. A couple packets of the spread and some chilies. They offer the chilies, which people overlook. Yes. And um, I'll say this. We hadn't been in a very long time, and I was really, really, really excited to go last night. And I think that that is a good sign with any restaurant. Yeah. And, man, those burgers were fantastic, Nick. What can I say? They were great. The burgers were great. The 3 by 3 did kind of solve that problem of, of the the lettuce and tomato overshadowing the burger, um, and I and I liked the no lettuce and tomato on the double double, but it just didn't feel the same. You know what I mean? I still want that lettuce and tomato. So for me, that three by three is maybe so the area where I land for it. Is a three by three the same as the Flying Dutchman, or is that something different? The three by three is it's a double double with an extra patty. So there's Got there's it. the bun and everything else. Extra three patty, extra cheese. You can go up to four by four. That's the most they'll do. Nick, the three by three is great. I never yeah, done good. it before ever. It's, I mean, of, of course, it's just more beef, but it's not overwhelming. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not too much beef. Like it's probably closer to the double quarter pounder range. You know what I mean? Than than because those burgers are In and Out burgers are not huge either. They're, yes, the patties are kind of small. The fries. I, I, I may, uh, guys, you're 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 ruining my fast day. I don't know if I can get through it. <laughs> I, I I'm seriously uh, fantasizing right now about getting in my car when I'm done with this, and just just so I can roll up and be like, um, I like a Flying Dutchman and a three by three, and just see if they even know what the hell I'm talking about. Although the the crazy thing there is that they do they while ordering this stuff, I was just because I got the fry one order fries well done. And the and the three by three and no tomato and I was like this is kind of annoying order, and the the woman who took my order just it yeah, was they took it was in stride yeah it was she she was she was an ace it was not even an issue I wow. said the order to her she re- repeated it back to me perfectly, um, 
the fries look. The fries are not great. I think well done does help out, but they do turn to almost like what what are what, what are, are potato sticks? Remember that old snack yes, that are kind of like totally. Yes. They do. They do they're, exactly. They're, they're they're like and then when you get them home, I, I I just agree with you, Rob. That it's that sort of thing of I don't know if, if the fries have ever traveled well. They put the napkins on top to try to slow it down, but there if you're unless you're eating the fries there, I don't I never think that you have great in and out fries. Yeah, Nick, I, I'm yeah. Sorry. I think they need like the Army Corps of Engineers to come in and just help yeah. with. There's a way to engineer fry travel. I believe. Yes. If we can go to, if we can send a man to space, we can send a fry home. If we, if we can, especially if we can send a, a chicken sandwich, if we can send a KFC yes. chicken, chicken sandwich, sandwich to space. space. Like, come on. <laughs> there is one. Uh, there is one solution to the fries traveling issue, and that's what I do, which is just have no self control and just eat immediately in your car. <laughs> Because that's oh. I, got, I went to the Sunset Boulevard location, and which is a very high trafficked uh, in yeah, and out I think burger location. I think you're a fucking madman for going there. By the way, I, I but, thought about it, and I went up. I went to the the one on Cahuenga in North Hollywood instead. That was I went there. the The Sunset Boulevard one is insane. It's a madhouse, but they they are so good. The workers there are so good. Uh, the, the the system they've got is so ironed out, where they've got multiple people with tablets taking your order and relaying them to the uh, to the the kitchen. And so it's like it's it's very well regimented, and it, that line was long, but it just kept moving. You know, it was like mm-hmm. a Disney queue. It was just like, mm-hmm. okay, this is they've got the right. they've got this line management figured out. Um, and uh, I so here's 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 my approach because I've had in and out many many times. Mitch, you said uh, we it's been a, we haven't been there in a while. I went last week. Like this is like a frequent place for me. Yeah. I, I I live in and out burger. It's my favorite chain, as we mentioned, one of my favorite chains, um, and. So I was like, I'm not going to do any modifications. I'm not going to do any secret menu stuff. I'm going back to basics. I did a double double just as it comes with onions. I did wow. fries and I did seven. I did a, a seven up and I did a strawberry shake and that's it. I just kept it very very simple. Everything was great. Here's the only thing I'll say is the the only negative is I don't love the the strawberry flavor in their strawberry shake. I think it's a little too artificial. I think wow. their vanilla and chocolate are the way to go. Um, especially too, because I you get those really salted fries, and sometimes it's nice to to dip that in the shake a little bit. You like you get that sweet and salty sensation. Doesn't work as well with the strawberry. It works so much better with the vanilla. Uh, and but the but but you know the double double was just so well made, so well assembled. I feel like that that it's just so consistent. We the the fries I feel like are there's a lot of variants, and a lot of times they're they're really crappy. They were just like right down the middle this time. Um, but the the double double I feel like is always just like on the same level. I feel like that that sound that that burger always delivers. Mm-hmm. Have you guys? Um, somebody pointed this out to me. Have you ever looked under the cups? Yes. Yes. Know? Yeah. Yeah. There's 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 some interesting Bible verses under there. We like um, them. We're 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 a Christian podcast. <laughs> I, no, I'm down to. I, I first of all, my eyesight is so bad. If you told me. It, I, I can't tell what it is, right? Um, but I but I saw the, the writing. I think that's such a cool, weird little tidbit that that I sure the hell didn't know about. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. And there's 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 some strange ones under there. Wags, have you have you have you seen? Have you like, seen you some mean of which these? specific verses they're citing? Yes, because there's different ones under. I think the water cup, the shake cup, the drink mm-hmm. cup, and um, it may it might just be that. I think there might be one on the fries as well. Could be wrong. I, under under my shake cup last night, it was "Thou shall not jacket on a Sunday." <laughs> wow, 
I just thought that was intense. Uh, Thou shalt not place a hat on <laughs> this slab of meat. <laughs> uh, speaking of speaking of shakes in the shake up, Nick, you probably think that Spoon Man by the Night is going to be the 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 three by three. Yes, but and it was it was fantastic. That's the bite of the night, but. I got a little. I got a sip of the night. A sip, what is it better than sip of the night? You got to help me out here, Wagger. Uh, let's see. Um, S- sip of the century. Sip of sip there of the you century. Go. There we go. The sip of the century. This might be the sip of the century, Rob. Thank you. You bet. This this chocolate and vanilla shake was so damn good. That mix was fantastic. I never I never done it. Yeah. In and out. I I tried the Neapolitan. Rob, have you done the Neapolitan shake ever? Yeah. And I and yeah. I like I'm with I'm with Nick though. I think that I think the strawberry kind of complicates things a little yeah. bit. It's a hotchka, it's too much. That yeah. that the the chocolate and vanilla shake was so damn good. It was it was I loved it. And it's going to be that, a go-to for me. That swirls a lot of fun and Rob you mentioned sh- uh floats earlier. You can get floats in and out burgers my understanding. Wow. Really? At least really? you can get a root beer float. Yeah, I've I've seen that on the I've seen that on the secret menu. I've never deigned to try it myself. Wow. But it might be worth attempting. Well, I, um, I think I think the die is cast now at this point. I'm, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I, you, a man only has every man with enough torture will crack and give the interrogators what they want. <laughs> I, at this point, I'm ready to go to In and Out. I'm ready to go. I, I think it's probably going to happen today. I wow. like that. I like that we're the big, fat, sweaty interrogators for you in this in this scenario. <laughs> That's right. Well, we should get to our final thoughts on In-N-Out Burger. Mm-hmm. So, Rob, here's how this will work. We'll each go around, give like a summation of our feelings on this particular chain, a closing yes. argument, if you will, um, yes. and then end by giving it a fork score from zero to five forks. Kelly, uh, let me just ask you a question. I need to know yes, like, like grade inflation, you know, that thing that they have. How many five scores have been given out? Great question. Not a lot. Out- not a ton, but we've we yeah. but but we have. I will here. I'll say this: when we've reviewed In and Out before, I think it did get a perfect five at one point, right? Yeah, we've get for me In and Out Burger is a five fork chain. Um, other ones in the uh, you know in the the five fork range are places like uh you know your Hillstones, your Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, you yes. know, really beloved chains. Yes. Um, I, I feel like a like a Wendy's, you know, we love Wendy's. So Wendy's has been in the five fork uh, tier, Taco Bell in the five fork tier. You know, those, that's that's the kind of company that got is it. in the elite. Yeah, makes perfect sense. I, I yeah. so got it. I'm so okay. ready. I am ready for this. All right. Rob, go ahead. Your thoughts, your fork score. Um, first of all, it's it's a legendary, legendary franchise. So it has a history behind it. Um, it has it, it, it's famous for coming from a certain area and time, which I like. I don't like these franchises where they have no identity. I don't know who came up with them or where they came from. I, I don't like. I, I like knowing this is SoCal, you know, old school Beach Boys. That's what I think of when I think of In and Out. Um, the burger is arguably the best burger in the world. I mean, you can think of things that might be might be its equal, but you're not going to think of any, like I love five guys. I really do. Yeah. It's a different burger. It's not better than in and out. There's no way it's better. 
Um, so uh, I and the secret menu thing is absolutely the greatest thing on the planet. Mm. It's it's the coolest. It's fun. it's fun. It's cool. And by the way, it's great. I mean, it. it when I discovered the uh, mustard fry, I, I didn't even understand what it would be like, and now I can't not have it. Um, I love they have just enough locations, I think. Um, yeah. So when you see one, you're really excited. And they're usually quasi-convenient. Um, so I, I really love that. Um, and I love the idiosyncrasies of these weird under the cup thing. I've got that's the craziest, weirdest. I just kind of like it. Um, <laughs> and uh, what else? I uh, I mean, I it has some down. I, they need to engineer how they give you your to go stuff with so right. many names. First of all, it feels like it can't be um, ecologically healthy. No one needs seven thick inches worth of napkins in every to go order. <laughs> So there, there's that. That would be a ding. Um, I, I would love to see the napkins put in the bag that contains the drinks. Yeah. So there's no mm. convection layer um, ruining my fries, which uh, or or my or the burger, frankly. Which if I if I have an issue with it, is that it's it's the wettest burger in the planet for some reason, and I don't know if that's because of agreed. It's like like it it has ruined more outfits on the way to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> than any other like that's not that doesn't happen at McDonald's. Mm-mm. Doesn't happen anywhere. It happens at In and Out. So that and then and then the other ding is I love the the look and the, the whole feel of that sort of 1950s wrapped paper thing. It's it's sort of like the Apple Pan does that, and I love that. And you know, obviously McDonald's puts it in some styrofoam thing that you know is just giving you cancer just by looking at it. But <laughs> the thing is, it's it's hard to peel it away from the burger. And that usually begins the process of you getting soaked. So yeah, I just yeah. think they've got some engineering issues that they n- need to work through. Um, but that said, um, it's legendary. Everybody compares everything to it. It's the standard. Um, people will argue about it. How does it compare to In-N-Out? No other chain is is mentioned uh, as consistently in, with that, so I got to give it a, a five forks. Wow. wow, wow! Five forks from Rob Lowe. Wow, Spoonman, go ahead. Uh, Irma jumped up. She wanted to hear this. I guess um, <laughs> jumped into my lap. Uh, Wags, I like In and Out a lot. I've given a, I've, I've, I've given, I've tried to give it a hard time because it's fun because you love it. Yes. Um. Rob brought up some great points. It is the wet, it's one of the wettest burgers in the game, um, which is an issue. Why, why is it so wet? It's the lettuce and tomato. I feel like that was, and you know, last night when I got it, but even still, still kind of sloppy burger with that double double without the lettuce and tomato. Um, it's you know the 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 the, the in and out sauce that they the spread that they put on there is it can kind of get all over the place. Um, they got to dry down that lettuce and tomato. Put it in the dryer, Wags. Dry that stuff off um, because it's too – what? You can respond to me. Go it ahead. Can, it, it can be a little moist. In its defense, if you're going to take a burger on a water slide, it's not going to get any wetter. <laughs> the hell? You want to go see Shamu at SeaWorld? You got the perfect burger for the audience. So That's wait. weak. That's a weak defense. <laughs> it's a very weak defense. 
Oh boy, that sucked. Irma ran off while you were doing that. Um, yeah. she, um look, it's just a wet burger. And it's a wet burger. The fries are the fries don't travel well. I don't hate them as much if they're done the way you want. Like I said, I got the animal style fries and and they were I don't love the animal style fries. I think if I ate them there, I would have enjoyed them more at the restaurant. But it's just a lot going on with the with yes. the animal style fries. And then same thing we were saying. The travel issues, you're getting kind of like these fries when you get back to the house that are kind of just stuck together and they're a big clump. It just doesn't work that well. But all that being said, look, that stra- the, the pink lemonade that they have, also fantastic. Didn't even touch on it. It's a great lemonade. And putting some 7-Up in there, Wags. I know that we talked about that before. That's an Armin trick. Great stuff. Um, that shake and that burger were so undeniably good that all the faults just wash away. I mean, and and like Rob's saying, it has a thing. It's classic. It's California classic. Yep. I, it it's 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 a five forker, Nick. You know this. It's five yes. forks. Yeah. What else? <laughs> what else can I? What else can I say? It's a five forker. I appreciate that, Mitch, because I know that you. Yes, you. Your East Coast allegiance would naturally have you be skeptical about a SoCal mm-hmm. institution. I appreciate. Uh, you being objective, I, I will say that that yeah, it, it, everything's been touched on. You know, Rob, you talked about how McDonald's like tries all these other things and it has salads and and all these other options. The sprawling menu, In and Out, is the opposite of that. In and Out has this the same menu they've had for you know uh, for decades. Yes. it's just kind of frozen in time. And you know what else is frozen and, in time that we and, haven't touched on? The price. This is. Mm. People compare this to like, you know, people compare In-N-Out unfavorably to Shake Shack sometimes. It's fine to prefer Shake Shack to In-N-Out Burger. I'm not going to fight you on that. But at least acknowledge that it's in a different price category. At least acknowledge that you're spending twice as much if you're going to get a meal from Shake Shack as you are from In-N-Out Burger. Because In-N-Out is a, it's, it's an affordable option. And, you know, there's a reason you see a lot of families uh, queued up there. Because it's, yeah. it's, it's an affordable way to get a, to get a delicious treat. Um, uh, and, and so... I, I, you know, I, I can't put aside my nostalgic affinity for In-N-Out Burger. Like I, I acknowledge that, but I think even, you know, uh, uh, so that's the, so my rating is going to be five forks. Like it's going to be five forks. But I think this is a, this is deserved. This isn't me just saying like I like this because it was because I had it when I was a kid because it was a treat for me, um, uh, for behaving. It, Look, it's just for behaving. Look, uh, yeah. So it was a rare treat. <laughs> the hell? What I got into doing? some mischief. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Uh, no, but I, I, but I, but I mean, I think I, I, this isn't just me being like I, I love it because I grew up with it, and that's why it's good. I think that that if, if you actually view this objectively, as you did, Mitch, um, I think this is one of those chains that absolutely acknowledges its status in the platinum plate club. Now, Nick, can I quickly just say a double, a double, double, a three by three. Two yes. orders of fries, one animal fry, a large pink lemonade, a regular vanilla shake plus half chocolate shake. Now, I mean, besides that order possibly killing a man, what do you think that? Because <laughs> I did eat it all, by the way. I yeah. ate the entire thing. It's disgusting. But what do you think that that comes out to for a price? I feel like you could get that for, I want to say, under 25 Nick, you're right. It was twenty three dollars and sixteen cents, which wow, which is amazing. It's not going to happen at any other fast food restaurant. It's just not. Yeah, that's a ton of food. 
that's a, it's a ton of food and good quality food. It was, it was, and yeah. it's just, that's, you're not going to beat that. And Rob, what you were saying about McDonald's pairing, there was talk of that at one point of McDonald's pairing down its menu to be kind of just like, here are the classics and in and out does that, that it, you know what I mean? It's, you, there's yeah. not a ton of food to get there, yeah. but what there is, is, is great. So yeah, it's going, it's going double. Is this double platinum? Nick is, is in and out going double platinum? Well, we've reviewed it uh, a couple of times, so I think this is the third canonical In-N-Out burger episode. We don't really have a double platinum plate club. Well, we should it's, have you know, one. Why the hell not? All right, fine. It's in the double platinum plate club. It's double platinum. The first ever. triple at this point. You're here for hist- for Doughboy's history. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I'm, I'm just awed and humbled to be witnessing this. <laughs> Well, listen, I'm going to continue this conversation on on Roblo literally. I'm going to now pivot more because it's been so good. I need to have you guys come on and we need to talk more more food. Who needs all these famous celebrities? I don't. I'd rather talk <laughs> about putting hats on, um, you know, three by threes with you guys. I, I love it. Wow. And I'm not kidding. Today was the fast day and I know I'm going to in and out and i'm gonna wow. tell them should i should i tell them that they've made or was that information wasted on the guy with the ipad in the parking lot should i <laughs> we should go to we should we should go to somebody at, at a higher level of in and out and give them this news don't you think i think that you should tell them the doughboy sent you and see how confused they look <laughs> when you say that to them you rule thank you thank you for being here rob thank you, enjoy rob. your enjoy your in and out uh, and I hope that I hope that you. I don't know what you're going to go with, but I hope you get a flying Dutchman over there. Oh, I'm going. That's the whole reason. I'm <laughs> I'm going with the flying Dutchman, and I'll knowing me, I'll I will forget the note that I wrote, and then forget what I wanted, and I'll be like, I'll have a dirty Sanchez, and they'll be like, <laughs> Oh my god! And of course, look, on on your way there, look out for. What is the ape called again? The wood ape. Wood ape. The wood ape. <laughs> I was thinking skunk ape because of we've there, talked about the skunk ape quite a bit. Well, that's the that's the Florida iteration. The skunk <laughs> ape of Florida, the wood ape of Arkansas, the Sasquatch of uh, Northern California. Yeah, yeah. Well, look uh, out for the wood ape. This yeah. is great. I'm going to turn myself into an actual wood ape if I hung. I couldn't do this podcast every day. I couldn't do it. I I there's no. I'm not even sure I could listen to it. I would weigh <laughs> You're not alone. five <laughs> yeah. billion pounds. I mean, I I I, I gotta remember I, I make a living being on camera at some mm-hmm. point. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, even you know, I, I I play kind of like oafish fat clowns and even still, I'm getting to the point where they're like, "All right, tone it down a notch." <laughs> no, no, there's that. We 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 love you as you are. We love you as you are. Don't listen to that, Chris Pratt. What does he know? <laughs> Literally with Rob Lowe is the podcast. You can find it on Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Rob Lowe, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, you guys. I'm off to in and out. You guys are the best. See ya. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, guys. Thank you. We'll be back with more Doughboys. Welcome back to Doughboys. Rob Lowe was like, I ate the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, he me- he messaged me and said that he uh, he was he was he was really vibing with me, but he didn't like you, Ike. So, <laughs> wow, he messaged me the same thing. What the hell? That he was really vibing with you, but he didn't like me. Oh, all right, good. 
just to twist the knife. <laughs> but Mitch, uh, it's time for a segment. And hey, That's Emma. Right. Hey. You can participate in this as well. I've chosen a pie. Wow. And Mitch and Emma must divine a series of clues to guess what it is. The winner gets an IOU for a pie. The loser goes home empty stomached. This is another edition of Pie in This Guy. Wow, wow. so does this mean one of the lifelines is gone? Because I'm usually the lifeline. <laughs> yeah, one of the lifelines is Ask Emma. Uh, you can still use that lifeline. <laughs> okay, cool. I'll ask myself. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll ask Emma. Pie, pie, which one is in this guy? Baked a pastry that was tasty, but a mystery which guy? And Mitch and Emma giving it their best try. Guessing this will be the type of this pie. This will be the type of this pie. You know, we were talking pie a bunch with Rob Lowe earlier in the episode. Well, here we've got a pie-based game. You'll each take turns solving increasingly obvious clues. Wow. Or two lifelines. Ask Emma. As Nick, was mentioned, <laughs> Rob, Rob, Rob. Also, he messaged me and said that this would be too easy for him. He doesn't want. He, there was no way that he wouldn't beat me. So, yeah, me versus Emma. I guess this is going to be a challenge now. Uh, he, yeah, he, he, he messaged me. I don't know how he got both of our phone numbers, uh, but he messaged me. Um, I have total pie mastery. Wow. <laughs> Getting to have pie every week. What a what a fucking. What a great time that would be. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? What, what was my grandpa doing? Fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so you have two lifelines. You can ask Emma for help. And there's the eye test. I will screen share a close-up photo of the pie in question. Emma, you are taking the place of the guest, so you get to choose if you go first or second. I mean, I'll go second. Okay, Emma's going I second. Know the wow, one is first. Emma! <laughs> wow, it's competition a, now, baby. <laughs> perhaps a savvy choice as the clues begin, as the most obtuse they can be. First clue. This is for you, Mitch. Yeah. Humphrey Bogart, Edward G. Robinson, and Lauren Bacall all spent a memorable stretch in this pie's ancestral home. Say it again. Humphrey Bogart. Edward G. Robinson and Lauren Bacall all spent a memorable stretch in this pie's ancestral home. Wags, I have the answer. Wow. Wow. Key, key lime pie. Mitch, one and done. <laughs> you have one pie in this guy. <laughs> Correctly identifying the movie that as, film key Largo. as Key Largo. Florida Keys, where key limes originate, or key limes don't originate from the Florida Keys, but they are. Uh, hey Emma, they're prominent there. You fucked up. Yeah, see the thing is, is I don't think I would have got that. It was my clue, so it's fine. Wow, Mitch, your knowledge of film history—it came in handy. It did. I fucking. I destroyed Wags. Maybe this is a turnaround for me. Maybe, maybe I'm the pie in the sky guy now. You know, you used to dominate the Weiger Challenge back when we can do we could do IRL recordings, which mm -hmm. was a mystery beverage that you would identify by flavor and and sight and, and smell alone. Uh, and perhaps that is that dominance is being transferred to pie in this guy. Wow! No longer the spoon man. Now he's the pie guy. Wow! Hmm. I don't know if that's Emma. You did the move too. I couldn't believe it that you made me go first. 
You pulled. You know what? You pulled your trickery, and you were and you were punished for it. Instant karma, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna do? Wow. Well, that was pie in the sky. Wags, have you ever seen Key Largo? No, I've never seen Key Largo. I, I I was like, oh, that's one of those movies I've always meant to see. Where, where does it rank in your noirs? I know you've seen a lot of... You've been on something of a noir kick. I've been on a noir kick. Um, it's great. I really like it. There's a scene where the Ed, Edward G. Robinson makes the uh, uh, this woman who is... I don't know the actress's name, but she, he makes her sing like a song. She's like a, like a kind of like a washed up singer. And yeah, it sing is, a song, it, see? Yeah. I mean that that is that is uh, that's Edward Mercy. That's Ed, that yeah. is Edward G. Robinson, which I didn't, which I did not know until I was watching some noirs. But the Chief uh, Wiggum inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he uh, he makes her sing. He makes her sing a song, and it's like the the saddest because she like doesn't do a good job, and everyone there knows she doesn't do a good job. It's like the, one of the saddest moments. It's a great film. Edward Man, G. Robinson. That song made me sad. Mercy. Man, sing another one. See? I mean, you're not far off from what happens. <laughs> wow. Um, and then Edward G. Robinson, he yells at the storm. Mercy. Now get out of here, Hurricane. See? <laughs> <laughs> wow, add it to the list of great Weiger impressions. <laughs> Edward G. Robinson in a movie I haven't seen. That was pie in the sky, just like a restaurant without your feedback. Let's open up the feedback. Today's email comes from Quinn, named after their mom's hometown of Quincy, Massachusetts, miss. Wow. wow. Quinn writes, Taco Bell is my favorite fast food chain, but the one thing I don't like about the Taco Bell process is applying the salsa while in the car alone. Without a salsa, mm. most Taco Bell items fail to reach their full potential for me, but it gets dicey when I have a CGC cheesy gordita crunch, in one hand, a salsa in the other, and nothing on the wheel. I usually end up waiting till I get to my destination before I eat, but the food just isn't the same when it's not hot and fresh. Mm-hmm. Do you have strategies to safely add salsa while driving without having to resort to the sad eat-in-the-Taco-Bell-parking-lot move? Are there other chains where you experience a similar challenge? Mitch, I mean, I feel like we've discussed this on the show before, but eating Taco Bell or really any Mexican food is a little bit tr- dicey on the road. Agreed. I mean, look, this is this is a tricky situation here. Yeah. And I think that the geniuses at Taco Bell should try to figure it out. Instead of taking away menu items, Nick. It's true. They should fucking figure out this 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 hot sauce situation. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually eaten Taco Bell while driving because it scares me. <laughs> it, I mean, maybe a burrito you can you'll be okay with, but most yeah. of the stuff it's just like there's it, it's just dripping everywhere. Yeah, like mm-hmm. even just like a hard shell taco is like hard to do with just one hand without taking your eyes off the road to make sure it's not dumping in your lap. Yeah, high degree of difficulty. I also think that those hot sauce packets, I go mild mostly because my lining of my stomach is destroyed. They they are essential to the to Taco Bell experience. I think totally. you, need, you need them. So. Oh, you can't, yeah, you can't, you can't have just have all those bad boys dry. I mean, like, like you need to, and it's the same with Del Taco. You, mm-hmm. you need like the 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 sauce packets to plus up your menu items. That's just like an expected part of of the consumption. Yeah, agreed. Um, look, here at Doughboys, we want you to eat and drive safely. Yeah, safely. What the hell? <laughs> we want you to eat and drive safely. So you got to pull over to the side of the road and put on those sauce packets. If you're on the highway, don't get on the highway with Taco Bell. Just don't do it. Yeah. 
Or make someone who's not going to eat the Taco Bell go with you so they can drive while you eat. That's a great call, Emma. Weiger, you're uh, some sort of chauffeur. Oh, God. I couldn't say chauffeur. <laughs> chauffeur. There you some go. Some sort of chauffeur for you. And for me, I don't know, Chankton or something. Um, I was going to say the, the, the thing we didn't discuss within an Outburger, uh, mm-hmm. but I think as an asset of theirs is they will give you the little little tray you can use to eat in the car, yes. the little cardboard box. Yeah, but um, hold on a second. Let's not pretend that In-N-Out is a good tr- eat, like eating while traveling food. No, I wouldn't wet. really eat that in the car either. But at least if you're, even if you're sitting in the parking lot with that tray, at least yes. you can like make the mess in your lap without making a mess of your car. And then you can kind of wrap it all up and get rid of it together instead of like mm. having this mess all over your car. One hundred percent. Yeah, that I, I and I think that's the you know it'd be nice if other chains had something like that, just something of like a spill tray or spill mat. Um, mm. uh, yes, I agree. In and Out Burger should, would not you eat should, while I was driving. You should carry that shit around with you all the time. All right. Um, I, You're I a spill a, man. I do have a tendency to spill a lot. Yes, it's true. But I, but I, I, I don't think here's here's what I would say to Quinn. You characterize it as having as the sad eat in the Taco Bell parking lot move. I don't think eating in the parking lot or eating while parked is all that sad. I think sometimes it's the wise tactical decision. And mm. I think, you know what? You know Take what? five to ten minutes and just eat in your parked car so you don't have to deal with this uh, this hassle of, of having one hand on the wheel. This is kind of sad. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you're not the only person in the Taco Bell parking lot eating and, you know, (laughs) that's fine. And kind of enjoy like a a car meal. It's like a little private time, especially in these quarantine times when people are just home all the time. Go get some Taco Bell, sit in your car and don't talk to anyone. Have some me time. I like I went to my uh, years ago. I went to my friend's house and got some Jack in the Box on the way. And then I parked in front of their house and I just sat in the car just eating Jack in the Box, and then I went inside, and they had like watched me, <laughs> and were just like, "Hey, man, is everything okay?" <laughs> we're like concerned. God, terrified coworkers. <laughs> Have you ever had like an Uber driver or a Lyft driver go through the drive-through for you? No, I've never. I would never. I would never be that bold. I've only done it like two or three times and it's always when very drunk, but it's always like, if you are down to go through the Taco Bell drive-thru on our way by, I will buy you dinner. There you (laughs) go. And they're usually pretty down. Maybe not now in the COVID times, but pre-COVID. When I was in Atlanta for Tomorrow War, Mm -hmm. they would send a car service and and, and I would sometimes get off the plane not having eaten. And I'd be like, and I remember one time I swung by Popeye's. And I said, "Do you want anything? I'll get you something from Popeyes." And they did. And I would tip and everything too. But yeah, uh, like uh, an Uber, I, I hear you, wise. An Uber is like I'm sure that a lot of Uber drivers hate it. But if you're giving, if you offer food or cash, I'm uh, I'm I'm sure that if they're t- oh, if it's yeah. worth their time, uh, you got to make it worth their but, time. And I only ever I've only ever asked for that when I have like a, my liquid courage on, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like my sober <laughs> self would be like, I'll just go home and get my car and take myself. <laughs> right. <laughs> I um when I, you know speaking of In and Out we were talking we were reviewing In and Out and uh, 
so when I went to the Sunset Boulevard location, I didn't mention this in my review, but like a there, there was a guy who was like, you know, asking for uh, a, a, it was just like, like waiting by the line of cars asking if anyone had any money. And so I gave him some cash and then he was like, hey, man, you get me a meal. And I got him. A, uh, so I, I took his order. I got him a meal and I handed it to him on the way out. And he was like, uh, he was like, hey, thanks, big boy. You came through, big boy. And I was like, big boy. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know how got, I feel about this big boy thing. You got you got this guy immediately like, called you. Give me the burger ass. back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he was very nice. Uh, oh, but awesome. this this is trash. Trying to make yourself look like a saint. Guess what? I bought a pizza at Seven Eleven for a guy the other day. How's that sound? A full pizza, <laughs> which is maybe worse than offering nothing at all. That pizza is fucking trash. I feel yeah, like. I don't think, you? I think we're endangering to. Uh, Two people's health by buying <laughs> terrible food for them. But I, uh, you're not the only saint, all right, you piece of shit. I'm just saying it, it was delivered like how someone would say, like, boss, you know? You or know what's like, funny is my guy said to me, he said, Thanks, Tiny. I said, No problem. <laughs> If you have a question or comment about the world of chain restaurants, you can email us at doughboyspodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 830-GODO. That's 830-463-6844. And to get the Doughboys Double, our weekly bonus episode, join the Golden or Platinum Plate Club at patreon.com slash doughboys. And reminder, check out Literally with Rob Lowe wherever you find podcasts. Hell yeah. That'll do it for this episode of Doughboys. Until next time for the Spoonman, Mike Mitchell. I'm Nick Weiger. Happy eating. See ya. On the next Doughboys Double... Move over, Taylor Swift. We're about to shake it on. Comedian Joel Boyd joins to discuss those frozen dairy delights we know and love. Shakes. To quote Duke Nukem, shake it, baby. Get the Doughboys Double every Tuesday only at patreon.com slash doughboys. Sources for this week's intro are available in the episode description. That was a HeadGum Podcast. Tuesday, March 26th at 7.30 p.m. Pacific, the live finale of Munch Madness 2024, the Tournament of Champions 9, Dokiero Taco Bell, will be at the Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles. Join us there in person or via our live stream. That's right. And guess what? We got some great guests lined up. Mono Agapian. Wow. John Gabris. Wow. Betsy Sodaro. Wow. The Taco Bell crew has reassembled for this noble act deciding what is the ultimate Taco Bell menu item. You can see it in person. You can see it on the live stream. Get the tickets at the same place. Birdfuck.com. Birdfuck.com. Go to birdfuck.com. Birdfuck.com.